Welcome to the Define Your Wealth podcast, where we believe that you don't have to be rich to live a wealthy life. Wealth is about having the time and the resources to focus on what matters most to you, whether that's your family, your art, or having time to just exist. My name is Megan Robinson. I'm your host. I'm an accredited financial counselor candidate and a financial coach. And before we jump into today's episode, I have a free gift for you. It's called the Define Your Wealth Workbook, and it's an exercise that I use for myself and with my financial coaching clients. The purpose of the exercise is to help you figure out what a meaningful and successful life, or what I call a wealthy life, really look like for you. I love this exercise. I do it one to two times a year myself because, you know, life changes, and as life changes, sometimes our values change and the things that we want change. So, I recommend doing this exercise one to two times a year. I think you're really going to love it. So to grab your free copy of the workbook, go to goodbyetobroke.com. That's two as in T-O, goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift to get a free copy of the Define Your Wealth workbook. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. Today's just going to be um, an introduction to me and to my background, and what you can expect out of this podcast so that you can decide if you want to keep coming back. And I hope you do. So let's start off with an introduction to me, because if you're here, you're probably wondering who I am. (laughs) So as I said, my name is Megan. I'm an accredited financial counselor candidate and financial coach, but really my interest in personal finance started long before my four-year degree. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background and what it's inspired this podcast. I grew up in a rural town in Southwest Virginia with fewer than 2,500 people. Very, very tiny town. My family was not well off by any means. We always had food, toys, and clothes to wear and all of those things, but I realized at a very young age that we didn't have a whole lot of money and I realized that money is important. Money has a huge impact on us and our lives and the things that we can do and have in our lives. And I realized this, one of my most potent memories, I guess, from growing up around money was that I really wanted to take dance and gymnastics classes. When I was about 10 years old, we moved to a new school and I had friends that took dance and gymnastics lessons and I really wanted to join them. And so I asked if I could and I was told that it was too expensive and that we didn't have the money for it. So this was a pivotal moment in my childhood and in my relationship with money and don't get me wrong I I don't want to give the impression that I didn't have a great childhood because I did but this is one of those experiences where I realized at an early age that money equals opportunity and that if you want to do things in life then you need money to do them so That was when I decided at 10 years old that I wanted to make a lot of money and 
I didn't know how. I didn't have a goal in mind or anything specific. I didn't even know what a millionaire was when I was 10 years old. So I didn't have a goal, but I knew that I wanted to start working as soon as possible and I wanted to make a lot of money. And so that situation, that kind of moment in my life started to influence a lot of the decisions that I made around money and around my life in general going forward. Um, So for example, I started working as soon as I was old enough to get my worker's permit. At 14, I got my first job and I worked all through high school. And then at 17, when I was still in high school, I started taking personal finance classes, college-level personal finance classes online, and learning more about money and how it works and how to be good with money and how to manage it and make more of it. I was very interested in this topic. And then on my 18th birthday, because of what I was learning in my personal finance class, I my I think my 18th birthday was on a Saturday. And the following Monday after school, I drove straight to the bank and I signed up for my first credit card so that I could start building my credit. So as you can see, I had a very strong interest in personal finance and doing well financially for myself. And that was also how I chose what I wanted to do in college and what I wanted to do for a career. So when I was in high school, I had a friend whose family had like a really nice house and he drove a brand new Camaro. This was in like 2010 and he drove a brand new really nice Camaro and his sister had a really nice car and they were always going on these great vacations. And so his dad was an accountant and I saw that and I thought, wow, accountants must make a lot of money. So after a little bit of research, a little bit of cursory research, I decided that I wanted to study accounting in college. So fast forward again to point out a lot of my decisions This decision around what I wanted to study, what I wanted to do for my career was solely based in how much money I thought I could make and the type of lifestyle that I thought this career would provide for me, right? So fast forward to the summer after my sophomore year of college, I landed a highly sought after internship with a prestigious accounting firm in Washington, D.C. So this was a huge deal for me. Um, I was making more money in that internship. I was making more money than I had ever made in my entire life, more money than some of my family members were making in their career. And I was absolutely blown away. I had no idea what it was like to make so much money. So what did I do with it? Side note, I used a portion of it to get Benny, (laughs) my dog, But I made more money that summer than I had ever made in my entire life. And at the end of the summer, I received an outstanding job offer from this company. It was more money, not only more money than I had ever made, it was more money than my dad was currently making at that time after like 20 or 25 years 
of being in his career. And it was huge. It was a huge deal for me. So, of course, I accepted this job offer because what do you do? I mean, I like I said, I, I could never even conceive of making that much money. And I go back to school and I start classes in the fall. But there was only one problem. I hated accounting. <laughs> I decided after that summer that I would be an absolutely miserable accountant. I just didn't enjoy the work. And everything kind of started to fall apart for me because up to that point, I had been making a lot of my decisions based on how much money I could make. But I spent that summer not enjoying my work or my work-life balance. I was working like 50 hours a week. And to me, that just seemed absurd, even though I know a lot of other people work way more than 50 hours a week. But um, it just, it wasn't a good fit for me. So I get back to college. I've accepted this job offer at a job that I really don't want. And I'm just kind of going through my classes and my day-to-day working towards a future that no longer fits with what I feel like I want for my life. And so I'm in a finance class one day and after class, I go to talk to my professor about something and I end up absolutely breaking down and (laughs) crying and telling my professor that, you know, all about my internship and my job offer and that I'm miserable and I don't know what to do about it because I already said yes. So long story short, um, and also I guess kind of to backtrack, part of why this was a big deal for me was because I was on track and working towards graduating in three years. And I knew if I changed my major, that would probably push my graduation date back. And the reason I wanted to graduate in three years was to take on as little student loan debt as possible. So I was freaking out about how this was going to impact my finances and my future But I worked with my finance professor and figured out a solution for me that I thought was a good kind of compromise. I decided to graduate with a degree in finance, which was a horizontal change, sort of. So it was still in the business college and I still had all of the foundational classes out of the way, but I would have to take some additional classes. So it ended up being three and a half years for me um, to graduate, but I decided to pursue finance with a focus in financial planning, which most people graduate from that particular track and go on to be a certified financial planner. But fast forward a couple more years and I finished school. I graduate with my finance degree. I've enjoyed it. It's been super useful learning all of the things that I learned in my undergraduate degree. But I also realized along the way and as I'm interviewing for financial planner positions that I don't really want to be a financial planner either. And so I kind of got stuck in this area for a few years where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I tried out a few different things. I did work in the finance department of a small business and I worked as a personal finance editor. I've been a financial coach, but I really, after this experience in college and, you know, making a lot of decisions that were really based around money, just solely money and how much money I could make 
I realized that what I should have been focusing on and what I started to focus on after this experience wasn't how much money I could make, but was what I really valued and what I care about, what's important to me in life, how I want to spend my days. And then I decided how much money I need to support those things and what I can do that allows me to have the lifestyle that I want to have. And so that's the journey that I've been on for the last few years. And it's a lot of what this podcast is here to help you explore is what your version of wealth and a wealthy life looks like, as well as how you can make decisions to live more in alignment with those values and those goals that you have for your wealthy life. So that's a little bit of my background and my story. Now that we've got that out of the way, I want to share with you a few things that I believe are true about money and about wealth. So the first thing that I believe to be true about money is that there's no one-size-fits-all approach to finance. I don't know what's best for you and your situation, just like you don't know what's best for me or mine. Only you know what is best for you. So when I'm coaching clients, when I'm working with my financial coaching clients, it is not my job or my desire to lecture them or try to tell them what to do with their money, how to spend their money. It is my job to guide them, to help them think about things in a different way, and to help them ask themselves better questions so that they can decide what they want to do so that they can make the decisions that are right for them so that's also what i hope to help you with or guide you through with this podcast the second thing that i believe to be true about money is that most or the most mathematically logical option isn't always the best one the best option is the one that aligns with your values and your goals and again only you know what those are. Only you know what is really, truly valuable and important to you. The third thing I believe is that you don't have to be rich to live a wealthy life. So I said this earlier in the podcast, and I believe that wealth is defined, or my version of wealth, is defined by what's meaningful and fulfilling to you. What does success look like in your life? How do you want to spend your time? How do you want to spend your days? What's important to you? What is it that you value and how can you live in a way that honors those values above all else? The next thing that I believe is that money is an important element of a wealthy life. And we can all agree on that, I think, right? We all need money to pay our bills. We need money to survive. And there's no denying that. But money is not the whole picture and this is what i learned in my career journey in my journey through high school and college and early adulthood and early in my career is that chasing money is not the answer 
Life is meant to be lived and it's not meant to be spent toiling over a spreadsheet or chasing after money. Money is a tool to help you live a good life, whatever that looks like for you. The fifth thing that I believe, I think we're on number five here. The fifth thing is that living now and being present in your current experience while planning for the future is super important, right? So you can buy a pumpkin pumpkin spice latte and save for an emergency fund. You can take vacations or travel and invest for retirement. It's a balance. I don't believe in depriving yourself today so that you can pay yourself tomorrow. I think you just have to find the right balance that works for you, aligns with your values, and aligns with your goals. And then the last thing that I believe about money is that the psychology of money is as important, if not more important really, than all of the tangible tips, tools, and strategies and how-tos of budgeting and saving and investing and all that. So the psychology of money is going to be a big theme of this podcast. Okay, so we've talked about so far, so far, (laughs) my story and background, what I believe to be true about wealth and money. So now let's talk a little bit about what you can expect from this podcast So to start out, this will be a weekly podcast. I'll publish a new episode every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe or to follow the podcast to get updates on new shows when they come out. And then as far as the types of content, right now I'm thinking of four, three or four main types of content that you can expect. The first is solo episodes, and there are two types of solo episodes. The first is how to, right? So those are those are what I mentioned earlier, the tangible, actionable tools, tips, and strategies on different numbers-related finance topics, right? The how-to of money from my perspective. Because it is important, important to talk about these things, and I do think that I have perspective that is maybe a little different than what you've heard other places, So I'll share that. And the second type of solo episode is more of a thought exploration. So these are the ones that I'm really excited about because these are going to be where we talk about my thoughts and beliefs on money and also kind of break down and learn how to question some of the mainstream personal finance advice out there, right? So that you can be choosing things not just like following people and following other people's idea of what's right but choosing things that are actually a good fit for you the third type of content is interviews with experts because a wealthy life is about more than just money it's about your total well-being and that includes your physical health your mental health relationships communication and a ton of other things that I'm not really an expert on. I have my own personal experiences in, but I'm not an expert. So I'll be bringing in experts on some of these topics and sharing with you those interviews. And then the fourth type of content, I'm not entirely sure what this is going to look like just yet, but right now I'm planning on sharing some 
personal stories and updates. So these are going to be my experiences in my life, maybe my experience paying off debt or my experience buying a house at 26, my personal financial goal updates, um, and, and also how I'm implementing the things that we talk about on this podcast. So those are the four types of content that you can expect right now. Solo episodes, both how-to and thought exploration, interviews, and personal stories and updates. But more importantly than any of that is I want this to be a co-created kind of experience. I really want this podcast to be listener-driven. So if you have topics that you want to hear about, if you have questions, if you have something that you're struggling with, if you have ideas for different types of content that you'd like to see, please reach out. Let me know. Um, you can send me an email at megan at goodbyetobroke.com. That's megan, M-E-G-A-N, at goodbyetobroke.com. Um, send me an email and let me know what you would like to see. So that's it for this podcast. Don't forget to grab your free gift before you go, the Define Your Wealth Workbook at goodbyetobroke.com slash podcast gift. Um, thank you so much for being here. I don't take lightly that you are listening and inviting me into your life for this time. Um, I hope this is a podcast that brings you value. And I hope that it also, you know, is just an enjoyable listening experience for you. Um, and so would love to hear, like I said, what you would like to see on this podcast. Thank you again for being here and I will see you next time.